Hey everybody, I'm Jack Midkiff and I want to welcome you to my podcast. I'm so thankful that you are joining me today because today is one of those special days. You're not going to be too sad that you have clicked on to this podcast today. Um, before we get started, I want to encourage you to, uh, to subscribe and be ready to get all the new podcasts. I've got a lot of things planned for this year, and I'm excited about where the ministry's going. I'm excited just to spend time with you and get to know you, so I'd like for you to um, get in touch with me. Let me know who you are. I'd love to know what you think about the podcast, and if it's something that you don't like, well, tell me anyway, and I'll just ignore it if I want to, and I'll pay attention to it if I don't want to, okay? But I do, um, I do want you to know I appreciate you being a part of this today, and I am so excited that one of my best friends uh, in the world is here, and his name is Mr. Aaron Crabb. Aaron, thank you, buddy, for being here, and... Um, it's just an honor. I know you're a busy man, and for you to sit down with me like this, it means a lot. It's my favorite thing to be with you. <laughs> I mean that. I love love being with you and your family. I think, you know, a lot of uh, we have a lot of similarities. Yeah. You know, being in ministry and and the whole musical thing, uh, it's it's a heritage. Yeah. So I always enjoy being with you. Well, your whole family is very easy to be around. You're you're a blessing to everybody you are around. Um, and speaking of music, let's just start right there. A lot of people might first know your name from, obviously, um, an incredible career. And, you know, I think the story's been told about where you come from and, and how you got started. That's been told a lot. But what I'd like to talk about today is how in the world did, how in the world do you, What's it looking like? How's it been like to make that transition from singer on a stage to pastor? Wow. Man, you are pastoring an incredible church called Restoring Hope Church in Cross Plains, Tennessee. Have a, in seven years, started a Christian school that's in Hendersonville, Tennessee called Restoring Hope Academy. Um on top of that, you are traveling the country with your sweet wife, just ministering everywhere. So, how did that transition? How did how did that? Um, how is that? What what was that like? You know, uh, man, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to start this because as there is layers to this. Um, I remember coming in from a crab family week and. I'll, to be honest, even in, in, in the gift and singing, it took me a while to get comfortable yeah. in that. Now, my older brother, he is, he is, a, he's, he is loud. He's when he comes to the room, you know, Jason's here, <laughs> you know, and, and I love that about him. He wants to make everybody feel welcome. Yeah. He's such a giver in, in every way. Yeah. Um, I was more of an introvert, more quiet, more in the background, played, you know, uh, instrument mm -hmm. in the very beginning of the craft family and loved it, loved to play bass guitar. Um, but it just seemed like God just continued to nudge. And it was just a little at a time. He'd nudge me out, nudge me out. Uh, it started with singing one song in the con in the concerts that we would have. Um, and, and, and then I got comfortable in that gift and it took, it took time. Mm -hmm. It took time for that. But it's interesting how the Lord works because when you get comfortable in one thing, God will call you into something else. And um, 
that happened. I remember when it happened. I remember I was laying uh, on in our in our house. Uh, I had come in. We had come in from a long weekend. I had little sleep, and I was kind of in the in between, yeah. uh, in and out. And I remember having a vision, mm. and uh, that vision was a dark pit. It was the darkest pit that you could imagine. Wow. Uh, in that pit was a there was a rope that was hanging over the side of this pit, uh, and there were people on the rope, but there were also people hanging on the sides of this pit. Now you couldn't even see the sides because of how dark it was, uh, but I could see their lips, and I could see them crying out, "Help! Wow. Help! Help!" Uh, as I walked by, there were many around this this pit, but obviously. God was showing me something and, and I just, I, my heart cried out for these people. And I kept looking around, why isn't anybody helping these people? And so I just began to grab the rope and pull those out and, and, and reach down my hand and pull people out. And as I did, others begin to help others begin to gather, others begin to help and facilitate helping these people as they're coming out, they're dressing in different attire and they're, with Bibles in their hands, walking to a church house. And I was like, God, no. <laughs> because I, I, I kind of had an idea what was going on here, but I just kind of tucked that away and stayed in the gift. And um, uh, it was just a few days later, a gentleman called me and said, there's somebody going to speak into your life prophetically. And this was a well-known minister, a minister that we was going to be with that night it was in a it was winter time and it was a conference in downtown nashville and he said i believe there's going to be a specific word for you so i said okay this guy never says anything like this it's it was totally out of his character to even say this type of thing well we the the date got canceled it snowed and the date got canceled so i, I called him back and i was like hey you know um the the conference was canceled tonight he said well he said i know in my heart what the lord spoke and he said why don't you go in your prayer time your closet and 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 god can speak directly to you and so i was praying and and as i was praying and i don't see visions all the time but it's but but when god really wants to transition me he'll show me something i think he has to get my attention <laughs> because i'm one that's uh very religious in things that I do. I, 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 I love being comfortable, yeah. you know, and so he has to shake me. And, and as I was praying, I began to see that, that pit again, the right. same pit. And, um, then it transitioned. Yeah. And as it transitioned, um, I was in a church setting, I was exhorting. And I remember as I was exhorting, people would come up to the altars and I saw my, the, the, the only child that I had at the time was Elijah. Mm-hmm. So uh, Elijah was in the altars at the age he is at, at our present time, wow. praying for people in the altars. And I saw Eva, even though she hadn't been born yet. So I saw her, I saw her blonde hair. I saw everything that she would be. And I, I actually, even as I came out of that, I, I told my wife, I said, we're, we're going to have a daughter. And she said, what are you talking about? I said, <laughs> The Lord show me that, that we're going to have a daughter, and That's and wonderful. then I begin to share it with her that I was exhorting from uh, uh, a platform uh, in a church setting, and uh, so 
fast forward, mm-hmm. I, I believed in my spirit. I knew what it was, but I tried to conform it to what I was comfortable with. Yeah. And so we moved to San Antonio. This is I'm speeding this up. That's we moved okay. we moved to San Antonio. In the vision, there were palm trees. So I'm listen, I I I I look at every all those. I bet lo- you, thought, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be in Hawaii as a yeah pastor. yeah yeah <laughs> or Florida. <laughs> okay okay okay. And uh, but but it's like that whole Gideon thing. Show me the sign, Lord. Mm. You know, I was that person. I, I I've always kind of been. He's got to tug me along, you know. And I remember when we got to San Antonio, right above right above the uh, church, right in front of the church, were palm trees in San Antonio and we was at Cornerstone uh, under Pastor John Hagee. Yeah. And uh, I thought, this is it. And so in my mind, I'm trying to conform it and say, well, I was singing. Right, sure. You know, I was in, in the gift. I was doing what, what I'm doing now and yeah. just exhorting and this was happening and the, this is where we're going to be and this is going to be a part of it. And uh, man, was I wrong. Yeah. You know, I know that that was part of the process. And um, it was a great season, but it was one of the hardest seasons of my life, really. Uh, I believe that the Lord was preparing me Mm -hmm. because I went through some things in that season that I'd never been through before. So he was making preparation because there was some things that I needed to know before I stepped into this position in this office. Uh, There's no way I could have helped some people in the areas uh, because I'd never been through it. That's I can't so help good. people with things that I've never been through. That's so good. And so God began to really uh, help me to understand the middle, yeah. you know, to help me to understand that place yeah. of the process because yeah. it was a process, man. Mm-hmm. There was such a squeezing in that season. and but But still, I tried to make it what I wanted it to be. And then finally, um, the Lord just made me as miserable as I could be in San Antonio, and uh, I knew I knew I was going to have to make the move. I yeah. knew that I was going to have to tell Amanda. She loved there. She loved the school. She loved all of it, and it was a great educational system. It was a great church. Yeah, you know, Pastor Hagee, I respect that man of God. He sure. is. He is. Oh my goodness, he is a voice and um, a powerful one at that. But it's a, just a good example. That just because it's God's will for someone else doesn't mean it's God's will for us. Absolutely. That's where that individual calling comes in. Yeah. Yeah. The the calling, you know, is is something that that God has to have his hand on. Yeah. You know, the gifts and calling are without repentance, but and places are so important. Places. A lot are of people look over the fact that God created places before He created people. Mm, that's good. Places are important. That's so good. San Antonio may be the best city in the world for the person that's supposed to be there. Yes, sir. But if a man's supposed to come to Tennessee and start a church, yes, sir. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, those tacos were hard to pull me away <laughs> well, you from. Go back and visit. You can go back. And visit. I, I promise you that. I, I gained thirty pounds while I was there. <laughs> Um, but I got to tell you, uh, once we got into Tennessee and we just began to make the journey there and to establish what we knew God had put in our heart, uh, it wasn't easy, but it was worth it. And, and the, the church, the, the, we didn't even know where we was going to, we didn't have a house. We didn't have a building. We, you, you know, this, you've been there, you've done that. And we didn't know how it was going to happen, but we knew God said it, you know, Peter didn't realize that water would be held under his feet either. But when he listened to Jesus and when Jesus said, come, 
He had faith to believe Jesus, not the circumstance. Right, right. And the water was as solid as concrete. He, stu he st stepped out on a word. That's right. He stepped out on a word. That's and, what you did. And that's what, that's what you have to do when God calls you and when he sends you to establish something. And I love this season, even of your life and that whole apostolic mandate, because even though now you're under that title, you've always been that mm. because you, you have been sent to establish and build something mm. and to equip a body. And, um, when you step out on that word, uh, you don't, I didn't know the magnitude of it. I didn't know what it was going to look like, right. but I knew that God said it. And when he said it, I had, I had his word pulled me that direction. Absolutely. And so Hendersonville has been, uh, incredible. Um, uh, we were there for a few years, seven years to be exact. We just moved to another location. The Christian educational system remains, uh, we're getting, it's building, you know, that's that whole thing. It's, uh, we're getting ready to build a gymnasium. We got more classrooms in the, in the school. That was another thing. The school, I would have never, <laughs> not in a million years done that in my flesh, yeah. you know? And when we started, we did K through 12. Wow. Uh, if I would have, I would do it totally different <laughs> if I had to do it again. And there was that process. You know, what, you know what? You have come to the place now when someone comes to you. And says, "How do we start a Christian school?" Oh yes, school? I've learned. Yes. You have. You can be that mentor. Yes, sir. And and in life, a mentor is a bridge from one high point to another high point without having to go through the valley. And you, because you listen to God and you've plowed that ground, now you can say, "We'll do this and do that," and they don't have to go through the same pit sure, sure, that you sure. did. Ooh, that's so, good. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's it's a. Uh, the 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 school is is taking off we've got a little over 100 students now and um now we've got more room we got more space we are actually kind of landlocked there but man god opened this place up in cross plains and he literally opened it up because i'd never seen it before yeah. been through that area so many times uh going to and from places and uh had seen the sad sams on the exit with the fireworks and <laughs> You know, past that area so many times, it never saw this property, wow. never saw what, what God was taking us into. And it literally, in case someone doesn't know that's that's listening to this, it literally almost adjoins the interstate. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's just right there. Unbelievable. And you never seen it. You know, you know Pastor Greg. Oh yeah. So Pastor Greg, years ago. Greg DeVries. Pastor Greg DeVries prophesied to us at one of the prayer meetings that we went to. It was one of the first times I'd ever met him, and he said, "You're the North Gate." Wow. He said, and, and didn't even know what he was saying. We didn't know what he was saying because we were like, "No, we're we're really not." <laughs> and uh, he said, "You're on. You're right off the interstate." And he and we just kind of was like, you know, we just kind of shook our head, and we knew, hey, you know how prophecy is, is that it's those words of wisdom are ahead of things, and and they see, you know, that prophetic gift can see far beyond. The present moment and so uh later on when we told him about what was going to take place he said you know that has bothered me ever since i said it he said but he said but now he said look look what the lord he, he said that that word went forth it was already established god had predestined it before we even knew about it and so now that word had become manifested and and so there's so many things god's going to do on that piece of land that I, i'm just honestly i'm just glad to be there 
glad to be in the room. I'm telling you. And you know, just like you, you, and literally you need to go there and, and visit sometime, but literally it's right off the interstate. You had not seen it all the times you'd went. And that's just another proof that God sometimes has things hidden for mm. you and not hidden from you. Ooh, that's good. They're just tucked away waiting for the time. And it was time. It is time. Wow. You're wow. in that time. That's powerful. That's so good. So good. Um, yeah, it was hidden. And uh, man, the the reality of it is mind boggling to me already. Uh, you know, when you move into something new, you understand this yeah. as you've transitioned here yeah. recently. And when you transition into something new and you're familiar with one place and you've had all of these incredible moments in God and and my heart was, you know, are the people going to miss it? Are they going to come with sure. us? Are they going to follow what God is doing? Because I love people, but people are people. They're people. <laughs> and most everybody was good with it. There were a couple, but they finally got come around. Um, but, you know, it's just um, uh, when we moved in, the very first was on a Father's Day. Yeah. And the power of God was, so, it was so fresh. Wow. It felt like home, but it was still, it was a fresh yes. if atmosphere, yes. if I could say a fresh anointing. Of course it is. And uh, it's been that way ever since. Overflow this year, to me, was the best conference that we've ever had. It was amazing. It, I was there it, for a couple of services. It was amazing. I love that sure. you were there with us, uh, um, you know, and just what God is doing. I'm just honored, so thankful uh, just to be a part. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Amanda, she's uh, my wife and my children being a part of it and, and just like your family all growing up into this yeah. and, and training them into that, but also having spiritual children, uh, sons and daughters yeah. and being able to equip them and pour into them. I'm in that season where I just love to support, man. Yeah. Uh, we have an incredible worship pastor, uh, uh, youth pastors and kids pastors and elders, you yeah. know, and, and just this whole thing that God did. Yeah. I can't even take credit for it, you know, <laughs> We just we just was was uh, obedient, yeah. You know. Oh, he always has the plan. He does. But understand that you, he he will never get his plan fulfilled on the earth until he has obedience. Mm, that's it, a hundred percent. And so, thank you for your obedience. So, this is how I'd like to wrap this up. Yes, sir. Um, so, and the reason this this uh, conversation that I wanted to have you with you today is like it is because when I was a young pastor, an old preacher. Um, looked at me and said, you need to get off that piano mm. because nobody will take you serious as a pastor. And I did. Mm -hmm. And I was miserable. Mm -hmm. The worship suffered. It was just, and then finally one day, I, for me, it was that moment that I was seeking God and I was praying and the Lord spoke to me just as plainly in here mm -hmm. as ever has. And he said, I didn't call your piano playing. I didn't call you preaching. I didn't call. He said, I called you. Mm. And so, if somebody is struggling that's watching this, yes. if somebody's struggling with that, just like you came out of, quite frankly, a very successful musical career and God transitioned you right into a place of pastor. If they're struggling with that, what would you say to them? And then I want you to pray for them. One of the hardest things is is to that transition of the that call. Yeah. And it is it is a struggle, especially when, you know, the first two years, of our ministry, we, we led worship. And then we also did, um, you know, all the ministry work, altar work. We were everything, sound man and everything at that point. Um, but I, there was a point where I had to go, okay, it's time for someone else. 
but I struggle because my heart still, I'm a worshiper, number one, yeah. before anything else. And so my heart wanted to do that. And sometimes I'd hold myself back. But what I have found, it's more of a hindrance to hold back what God has gifted you to do. Wow. Because the gift complements the call. Yes. Without the gift, a lot of times I can't move or function into what he's called me to do, which is to proclaim who he is. Yeah. But the gift is almost the vehicle. Yeah. Uh, so I'm thankful that that I come to the realization of that because a lot of times I— you know, I'll get up there and uh, before I minister and I'll, I might go back to something. I might continue in the flow prophetically mm -hmm. of what they're in. And it just begins to open up my spirit. Yes. You know, I have a form, a, a formula, yeah. what I've, what I've been working on, but it's, it's something about that getting into that gift yeah. that begins to open you up to the place That's where so your call can be effective. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's so good. so uh, don't be hesitant I would say, uh, with the gift, although God may be calling you to do something different, uh, you were, you were gifted before you were called. Wow. And, and that That's gift, so that gift, uh, will make room. We'll make room. That's the scripture. The gift will make room. Yes. It'll put you in front of people. Yes. The gift is what puts you on the platform mm -hmm. and the call is what you're on the platform to do. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. So when you when you have that place because God has gifted you in an area and put you in, it, it's I, I think of I think of a moment when we was at the Grand Ole Opry, which I know is dear to your heart, uh -huh. and we were there to sing. Jason had two miscarriages back to back, and Ashley was born right before the first time we ever was on the Grand Ole Opry. We're at the Ryman Auditorium, and he began to sing, "Please forgive me." Wow. And as he was singing, please forgive me, um, it, there was something that transpired as he's operating his gift. But then he used that stage to testify about what God had done for them. Yes. And then we went into actually we were only to do one song, but they said, hey, you're going to you're going to have to do another song. <laughs> and awesome. we didn't even have a drummer. We had no drummer. The guy that played drums was listening and he came over and, and he on, on halfway through through the fire, he jumped up and just, I don't know if the Holy Ghost got a hold of him or what, but pulled him to that position and he began to play. But after we got finished, there was a lady that met us out in the, the foyer area of the Ryman. And she said, you know, I came here to have a good time. She said, I came here to drink. And she said, but when you started singing, please forgive me. She said, I had to put the drink down wow. and she gave her heart back to the Lord. <laughs> so again, the, the gift puts you room. on, makes, makes room and puts you on that, in that place. That's so good. But it's that place where the call, it, 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 the gift is for the call to be effective. That's good. And so I just ask you to uh, allow God to use you however it sees fit. Some of you are gifted in different areas, some of you are gifted to be doctors, you know, mm -hmm. teachers, lawyers. All of us are not the same, but it's the same spirit. That's right. And the spirit wants to lead you and guide you into every truth, into every environment. Yes. He wants to use you no matter where you are. Mm -hmm. Yes, he can use us on the platform of a church, but he can still use you at the Grand Ole Opry. Yes. And he can use you in Walmart and he can use you by the gas pump. Mm -hmm. So it's the gift that may open somebody up to you. Yeah. A, a lot of times I'll go out in the community and people, they get me wrong. They call me Jason. They call me Adam. 
<laughs> but it opens up an opportunity yeah. to go, you know what? Hey, how can I pray for you? Yeah. You know, so uh, don't discredit the gift just because you know God's called you to do something else. Yeah. Pray over um, someone that's struggling with that. Amen. Right now. Heavenly Father, God, we just we thank you for this opportunity uh, to to minister, God. And I just pray, Lord, that maybe there's some that's been comfortable in the gifting that you've given to them. Uh, Lord, the anointing that's upon that gift, Father God. And, and, and Lord, sometimes it's hard for us to shift and it's hard for us to move into the deeper things that you have for us because we're comfortable. But you didn't call us to be comfortable, God. You called us to be obedient. And so, Lord, I just ask right now that there would be confidence to move out. I just pray, God, that even in our boxes, the things that we've cultivated, the things that we've formed and religiously uh, been involved in and perpetually just moving in the same direction. Lord, I pray that we would know that sometimes you come in different forms. Uh, Lord, sometimes it may not look like it's always looked, but Father, sometimes you've got to get us out of the mundane. You've got to get us out of that cycle. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would give uh, those who are watching that may be stuck in a, in a, in a cycle, in a season, uh, in, in their gifting, Father God. But let them know that they can operate in both the things, God, that there's a call that's, that's, that's in that gift. And there's a gift that's in that call, Father God. And I just pray that simultaneously they would be used uh, to bring you glory, Father God, that they would be used to bring deliverance uh, to many people, God. I pray that there would be healing that would come from obedience, Lord. And we give you all the glory and praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Aaron Crabb. Yes, sir. I love you, buddy. I love you more. <laughs> and uh, I'm thankful that you joined us today on the Jack Midkiff Podcast. Join us again, subscribe, uh, let your friends know about it, and I hope that you will be blessed. <laughs>